Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Monday. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key, brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill. And we have a new sponsor to the show Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. As I was at a church function this past weekend, and they just did an amazing job with the bouncy house that they provided for our event. We had a terrible tragedy that happened over the weekend as just hours after LaGrange College won their fifth consecutive USA South Conference tournament, two players on the baseball team, both freshman pitchers, were killed in a car accident. I pray for the families. I pray for LaGrange College, the LaGrange College Athletic Department, just the entire community of LaGrange. I'm going to have Tyler Crowder on as uh, my Monday's guest. So you don't want to miss it. Tyler Crowder will be on as uh, we will talk everything sports. We did have a couple of Game 7s last night in the NBA. The Braves lost 2-3 from the San Diego Padres. And Columbus State has punched their ticket into the NCAA Division II Southeast Regional but they could not win the Peach Belt Conference as they fall to Young Harris yesterday in a double elimination tournament. So let's get right into the NBA because I was excited about, in my opinion, the two greatest words in sports, Game 7. And Milwaukee and Phoenix, the two teams that represented their conferences respectively in the NBA Finals did not show up. Boston, they just clamped down defensively, shot 22 threes as they defeated the Milwaukee Bucks 109-81. to And the defending champs are knocked out. The Boston Celtics will take on the Miami Heat this Tuesday. You have the Dallas Mavericks winning a Game 7 on the road. Luka Doncic was locked in, 35 points. He is starting to become a superstar, one of the best players in the game today. And now I am starting to regret that trade for Trey Young. Did the Hawks not realize that this is a superstar that's actually doing it without help? Don't get me wrong, at times Trey Young is a very good and flashy player, but clearly Luka has carried this Dallas Mavericks team to the Western Conference Final where they will take on the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday. It will be at the Chase Center in San Francisco. So if you're a Warriors fan, you got to be happy that the Warriors get home court back because the Warriors are very tough at home. But Phoenix just shot an abysmal 39% from the field. Chris Paul, a no-show. Devin Booker, 
3 of 14. Dallas just had the perfect game plan. And shockingly, Spencer Dinwiddle coming off the bench with 30 points. So we have four teams left in the NBA. So at this point, who is going to win the NBA Finals? That is going to be the question. We got the NHL playoffs. Somehow, someway, the New York Rangers come back from a 3-1 deficit to defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-3 in overtime. You have the Calgary Flames defeating the Dallas Stars. So over the weekend, Carolina won their series. We had a couple of Game 7s. The Tampa Bay Lightning still have a shot to win their third straight Stanley Cup Final as they came back and defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then you had the Edmonton Oilers defeating the Los Angeles Kings in a Game 7. So over the weekend, we had three Game 7s in hockey, and they were all tight, competitive games. I like the fact that you have a superstar in Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers, and he is playing in the second round. So I'm going to start talking about the NHL playoffs You have strength on strength. On Tuesday, you have the second round games. The Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Florida Panthers. Then you have the St. Louis Blues taking on the Colorado Avalanche. And then on Wednesday, the New York Rangers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. And the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Calgary Flames. You have an all-Canada Western Conference semifinal with Edmonton and Calgary. Major League Baseball last night, the San Diego Padres beat the Braves in extra innings, 7-3. The Atlanta Braves are now 16-19 and overall. They lost the first game on Friday, 11-6. They did win Saturday, 6-5, and they lost 7-3. Friday's game was on Apple TV, and surprisingly enough, I go to my phone, I click on Apple TV, And I get to see the game. It was not blacked out. I thought it was going to be blacked out. Last night's game was on Peacock. But tonight, the Braves will travel up to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Ian Anderson, who's 3-1 on the season, is taking on Freddie Peralta. Dansby Swanson leads the team with 16 runs batted in. you got Ronald Acuna Jr. that's on the shelf. He is going to be day-to-day. The Braves are just trying to find their groove. Because right now, they are trailing not only the New York Mets in the division, but they're also trailing the Phillies. The Phillies are 17-18, and 18, and they're trying to break that postseason streak where they have not made the playoffs since 2011. They have the second longest postseason drought in Major League Baseball, and that is something that they want to try to fix because they've always overachieved, and now it is problematic. Hey, but Shohei Atani, he hits his 100th career home run. Congratulations to him. I'd like to see the Angels do well. They're right now tied with the Houston Astros for the division in the AL West. So I'm looking forward to that. You have Falcons rookie camp as Desmond Riddler and Drake London starting to get a connection. He's looking pretty good. I cannot wait to see him in preseason just to compare Desmond Riddler with Marcus Mariota. A lot of Falcons fans think that Desmond Riddler could take the starting job from Mariota. He was the second overall pick in 2015 by the Tennessee Titans. And when he was healthy, his second season, he had a pretty good season. Switching gears and going to the local sports. 
The LaGrange College baseball team did win their fifth straight USA South tournament by defeating North Carolina Wesleyan 10-7. Columbus State knows who their opponent is in the Southeast region, number two. They could not beat Young Harris in the Peach Belt Conference tournament. It was a double elimination tournament. They lost the first game, but they are able to win two more games on Saturday. And so they faced Young Harris in the conference championship, but they had to win two games. Well, they lost the first game in extra innings, and now they will be the number three seed, taking on Belmont Abbey. But this is a tough bracket because the defending champions are in this bracket. Wingate is the number two seed, and then Young Harris, who won the Peach Belt Conference, is the seventh seed. So if they get by Belmont Abbey, they'll play either Wingate or Young Harris. But it is a double elimination tournament. This will be in Wingate, North Carolina. So good luck to the Columbus State Cougars as they try to pursue a championship. I've always been a fan of the Columbus State Cougars. I've gone to several baseball games this year. And of course, Scott Miller does a phenomenal job on the broadcast. When I can't make it out to the game... I listened to Scott Miller on Cougar Radio. He had an amazing call as Columbus State walked off a couple of weeks ago. It was a walk-off home run by Robert Brooks. Robert Brooks, let me tell you something, he is starting to become a superstar on that team. And just a big shout-out to Robert Brooks, who's now following me on Twitter. We have high school baseball to talk about as the LaGrange Grangers are in the semifinals for the GHSAA state playoffs. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? They will be at the branch today at 5.30, taking on Cedartown in a winner-take-all game three. They split two games over the weekend. On Saturday, they lost the first game to Cedartown 4-2, and then the bats just came out in game two, and they won that game 11-0. I could not stay very long for the game. I was actually getting off work. But I did happen to listen to the game on the radio. And Michael Buchanan did a great job with the color. And he also was there with the play-by-play announcer. I forgot his name. I do appreciate the shout-out on the radio. And plugging my podcast. That was that was really cool. Thank you, Michael, for for doing that. And I know you're now listening to my podcast, but... I know that, you know, I do have a LaGrange audience and felt like this morning, I mean, none of this matters. I mean, we had a tragedy over the weekend and I had to start my podcast just talking about just a horrific tragedy. And that is really hard to do, but I love the community of LaGrange. They are just a wonderful, wonderful, tight community. And, you know, I'm very blessed to to work up in LaGrange and able to cover their sporting events as well. Over down in Columbus, congratulations to Calvary Christian for winning their fourth straight state title as they defeated the Keens Academy over the weekend. Central is in the state championship as they will take on Hewitt Trussville as they were able to take two out of three against Auburn. They had a winner-take-all game, but now they're going to take on Hewitt Trussville. Fun fact, this is going to be the team that they are going to face in the opener for high school football. As a lot of high schools have their spring games, Russell County will have their spring game this Friday against Tallahassee. 
And that is going to be exciting. Drew Pickett, their star running back, is committed to Wake Forest. I'm now going to be watching Wake Forest games, and I'm just going to get excited because he is going to just be an amazing running back. He had some breakout games last year as a junior, and he's only going to get better. So Harris County will come to town August the 26th against Russell County. And I'm looking forward to my first broadcast as a play-by-play announcer. The Columbus Lions were also in action over the weekend. It was not the result they wanted. They dropped the game to Jacksonville 49-20. They pick up their first loss of the season. Jacksonville picks up their first win of the season. So in the National Arena League, Carolina barely got by Orlando. So Carolina's 4-0. Columbus and Albany both tied at 2-1. Albany and San Antonio had the bye this past weekend and Orlando is one and three and Jacksonville is one and three so the Columbus Lions will regroup they will have another bye and then they will get ready for the Albany Empire that's coming into the Columbus Civic Center on May the 28th myself and Jared Dillard will have the call on the National Arena League's YouTube channel on that note, I believe it will be time to bring on Tyler Crowder. So don't go anywhere. I will have Tyler Crowder on the show, and we'll be back. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. Welcome back to the show. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Newton, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, your official post-game after party for your Columbus Rapids. And we have a new sponsor, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. Making his debut on the sports beat is Tyler Crowder. He is the host of a podcast called Kicking It with Crowder. He is also from Columbus and a big sports fan, Tyler such a pleasure having you on the show. Hey, thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me on your show, and I look forward to talking to sources today. All right, so Tyler, how did you get into broadcasting? Like, where did you get your start? So basically, I reached out to a bunch of, uh, I reached out to Barstool. I reached out to a bunch of people on Twitter and stuff, just trying to get into the podcast. I had always talked about doing a podcast. And I just emailed all these big companies and everything and like ESPN and all these like, you know, I was in over my head a little bit and just was like emailing them and and sending them stuff saying, hey, I have a great idea for a podcast. And they wouldn't really shoot me down, but, you know, I didn't really get much feedback from it. You know, who's this guy? You know, this is just regular Joe. Everyone has a podcast. So, you know, that's kind of what I got out of it. This area is big on Alabama and Auburn and Georgia football. And uh, Columbus is a you know a hotbed for that area, and you know that that's what the show originally started as. It just started as an Alabama, a Georgia, and an Auburn football podcast. I make picks every week, you know, talk about SEC football. Uh, it kind of started as that, and then people wanted more. You know, people wanted NFL, and then people wanted me to talk about basketball, and they wanted my opinion on baseball, and so it, it kind of turned into. Uh, you know, just a regular sports podcast where I, I kind of cover it all. Uh, I do talk local sports. I'll talk about some of the recruits like a, a Michael Williams, uh, who's going to be a, a problem this year for the Georgia defense. I'm telling you, true freshman 
from Hardaway High. I'm talking about him on my show now for you know two to three years. A uh, uh, JQ Hardaway, a uh, guy who was at Hardaway, transferred to Central. Now he's going to Cincinnati. He'll be a Cincinnati Bearcat trying to follow in the footsteps of Sauce Gardner, a top five pick this year in the NFL draft. So, you know, I just keep up with these local kids. And, uh, you know, it started off as just a college uh, sports podcast. And then, you know, people wanted more. So I just kind of made it into a regular sports podcast. But, you know, I love repping Columbus. I'm from here. I played sports here growing up. So I've always kept up with the Isaiah Crowells, the Jarvis Joneses, uh, the Sam Mitchells, the Frank Thomases. So I've always kept up with those great athletes coming out of this area. And uh, it's a pleasure to get on, you know, each week and just talk about sports and just be myself and, and give the people what they want. They love college football. Like you said, this area is a hotbed for it. And uh, with that, you know, high school football uh, in, in this area is very good. You have the Carver Tigers and, and Central Red Devils, both of those programs played in state championships last year. So it's just a great area for sports, not only football, baseball. Uh, I got some great basketball players coming out of this area as well. So uh, it's just a, a great city, not only for the sports, but Columbus has a lot more to, than people uh, give it. Oh, yeah, I love Columbus. I've been living here since 2015. This is the first time since I've been in Columbus that we've had four professional sports teams. You got the River Dragons, the Rapids, mm-hmm. the Lions, and the Columbus Chattahoots. I'm mm-hmm. a huge baseball fan, Tyler. I know that you're a big Braves fan. I listen to your podcast. Are you going to try to make it out to some Chattahoots games this summer? Yeah, I, I definitely am. Uh, I have a couple of buddies who, uh, you know, uh, are on the coaching staff. I know they were last year. I'm not sure if they will be again this year. Um, but, you know, it's always fun to go see some of these guys who are college baseball players, uh, some of these guys who are in the Sun Belt Conference, you know, coming and playing uh, summer ball and uh you know, some local kids. I know a kid from, I think, Harris County High School was playing in a game at Golden Park and hit a three-run home run in front of his family and friends. You know, so I saw that a couple weeks ago on social media. So that was all. that's always pretty cool. And, you know, Columbus is, is known for baseball. I mean, uh, Bobby Howard, Frank Thomas. I mean, you, you got Tim Hudson, Glenn Davis. I mean, this area, I mean, Phoenix, when I say Columbus, I, you know, I mean Phoenix City. The Rasmus brothers, Tony Rasmus. I mean, you have some just great baseball coaches and players right in this area. And uh, it's great to have a professional team and, and for some of these guys to come here and, you know, uh, check out the city for the summer. All right. And a couple of weeks ago, I did have a documentary that was dedicated to the 2006 Little League World Series champions. I had Brady Harrison on the show, along with Dave Plata, who was an eyewitness to everything that was happening back in that time. And you have a lot of ties with uh, former members of that team. Uh, Do you Mm -hmm. keep in touch with anybody in that team uh, besides uh, the people you've already? uh, We have the same mutual friends like Josh Lester and. Mm-hmm. you know, Cody Walker. And do you, do you keep touch with them on a regular basis? Yeah. I see when I, you know, when I see, I'm a little bit older than those guys. So I was, uh, I was a junior, maybe a senior in high school when all that was going on. So they're a few years younger than me. They're closer to my brother's age, but my brother played baseball with some of them. So yes, I've always been uh, real cool with them. Uh, Kyle Carter, you know, uh, you know, the star of that team was in a, a tragic accident prayers, uh, prayers go out to him uh, and his family right now as he's dealing with that. Also, uh, you know, um, you have a JT Phillips, uh, you know, uh, who's a great baseball player on that. Brady Hamilton, Cody Walker, Josh Lester, Ryan Lang. So not only some good baseball players on that team, but some great people as well. Uh, they ended up doing great things, not only in high school. A lot of them played college baseball or college sports and 
uh, you know, they're they're doing great things now, now that they're all grown up with families and stuff like that. So it's always cool to see these guys. You know, I've known Kyle Carter, JT, and those guys since they were seven, eight years old. So watching them grow up and, uh, and go win that thing, me and my dad actually called it, man. We said as soon as they changed, they made a rule change where a couple of the guys were able to stay on as 12-year-olds. They got to play another 12-year-old season. I think it was like Hollis, Cody Walker, and Brady Hamilton. Like th- Those three guys were able to come back and play again. And when they made that announcement and they already had Kyle and JT and all these other guys, Man, I knew they had a good chance to, you know, not only win the, the state and the Southeast, but, you know, me and my dad jokingly said, oh, they're going to win the Little League World Series. And, and it literally ended up happening. I mean, so we kept up with all those guys. Randy Morris uh, was the head coach of that team. He coached me in Little League. So it's just uh, it's a really cool uh, thing that they won the Little League World Series uh, in Williamsport. And, uh, I mean, it's just awesome to look back on. And uh, that, that was a great team. Now, you were a communications major at Columbus State and Georgia Southern. So I was communications. And I switched over to sports management at, when I got to Georgia Southern. Yep. So uh, I ended up, you know, it was communications. Did you ever do anything broadcasting along with Scott Miller? Have you, like, worked with Scott? No, I haven't really done uh, – I didn't really do much broadcasting. Like, I, what happened was uh, I wanted to be – uh, you know, like a, maybe a sports anchor. And that's why I got into communications. And then I started wanting to coach. And that's why I went into sports management. And uh, so I, I, I wanted to coach for a little bit. And then, you know, then I wanted to do now more of the, you know, the sports broadcasting. I have not worked with him personally, but uh, I definitely, I think I met him when I was at Columbus State for that first, you know, for that year. Um, and then, you know, like I did, I did transfer over to Georgia Southern and then that's when I became a sports management major. And then I was, a lot of the football players friends with JJ Wilcox, who ended up getting drafted 80th overall by the Dallas Cowboys. And he ended up playing safety in the NFL for seven years. And that was really cool watching him come in as a freshman and you know, literally get drafted in the NFL guy from Cairo, Georgia. You know, that was really cool to watch him. And then Jarek McKeenan, another guy from Georgia Southern when I was there. Made it to the NFL, actually still in the National Football League. Plays for the Chiefs, Jarrett McKeenan. He came in with the Vikings, and he's also played for the uh, 49ers, uh, and then now the Chiefs. And he was from Sprayberry High School in Marietta. Um, went to Georgia Southern, and it's just cool watching these guys that I was in classes with, you know, a few, you know, ten years ago now uh, that are still, yeah, made it and fulfilled their dreams. That's always really cool uh, to watch. All right, so you talked about just living in Columbus, uh, but you're also a Georgia sports fan. You're a Braves fan. You like the Falcons, the Hawks, Atlanta United. Yeah, I'm a Atlanta United fan. I I like playing soccer. I it, I like playing it a lot, and I played in, in college. So watching it, it's it's harder for me to watch soccer. I, I know that sounds weird, but it's just like I'd rather get out there and compete than than just watch a soccer game. That's just how I feel. But uh, I am more of a football. I mean, football is my uh, I love football. You know, I just, I watch film literally at the house. Just you know, I got the uh, the app for that, and you just you know you sit here and I watch film, and I'm just a junkie when it comes to football. I'm just a football junkie. I really really enjoy it, and um, you know, it's it's the best game in the world to me. It brings people together. 
and uh, I, I just really love football. I love college football, high school football, NFL, I, I, you know, every level. Love the NFL draft, covering the NFL draft, the National Signing Day, and you keep you keep up with these kids, you know. And then when they go off to college, you know, you you see, you know, I've covered them for two, three years now, so it's just really cool to see. Uh, I can't wait to to watch some of these guys compete this next year. Elijah Pritchett, offensive lineman from Carver, he'll be at Alabama this year. Uh, we already talked about Mike, Michael Williams and, and Hardaway, so it's just it's just awesome seeing these kids play. And then Kirby Smart, man, what a job! Didn't grow up as a Georgia fan. My dad's FSU alumni, so was raised Florida State fan. And in the '90s, that was a great, you know, that was a great program to root for. Uh, and they off a little bit, so it, I keep up with the high school sports and the Georgia, all these high school kids coming from Georgia. So it's kind of hard not to to root for Georgia a little bit. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a diehard Georgia fan like a lot of these other people. But I, I do like the Bulldogs. Well, I'm a transplant Georgia fan. I moved to Georgia in 2006. Not originally mm -hmm. from Georgia. I'm originally from California where there's no college football tradition. Well, that's yeah. about to change because with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, I think USC is going to be in the college football playoff consideration. But looking mm -hmm. at the college football season, and I know we're months away, and Tyler, yeah. I would love to get you back on here so we can talk everything college football because Georgia's got a big game, the Chick-fil-A kickoff, versus Oregon and their old defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, and mm -hmm. Bo Nix. Yeah. He entered the transfer portal, the former Auburn quarterback. Uh, what are you looking forward to, uh, Georgia, this season, and what are the expectations? I think Georgia not only – they're going to have to replace those 15 guys who, what, who got drafted. I mean, they have to replace oh. 15 guys oh, yeah. who got drafted. So that's the first thing. And then not only they're going to have to replace their heart and soul on the defense and the Kobe Dean – I do think they have the linebackers to do it, um, but, you know, just replacing him not only as a leader, uh, but not, you know, his pr productivity on the field. I mean, it's just N'Kobe Dean was a stud on that defense, and he went third round, and I just – I don't understand. I, I, you know, talk about his size and everything, but the Eagles got an absolute steal in third round with N'Kobe Dean, and then you look at Jordan Davis – they're going to have to replace him up front, uh, but they do have Jalen Carter. Uh, so we'll look out for Jalen Carter. Uh, Richard, Jalen Carter is going to be a guy who people are talking about top 10, top five pick next year, defensive tackle. He's number 88 for UGA. He'll be a stud this year on that defensive line. And then you'll have some of these young guys at Georgia who are now redshirt freshmen, true freshmen, true sophomores who will have to step up, uh, you know, for the first time. And I'm telling you, Kirby Smart, you know, reloads every single year. So uh, I think they are going to, you know, they have Stetson Bennett, the six-year quarterback. Uh, you know, will Carson Beck or Brock Vandegriff or Gunnar Stockton, will one of these guys get a chance at some point in the season to really solidify that backup role and, and maybe get in some ball games late? Uh, you know, I don't know who that guy will be. You know, I, it. Carson Beck has looked decent in spring practice. You know, you hear great things about Vandergriff. Gunnar Stockton broke all of Deshaun Watson's record. Really interesting what they'll do at the quarterback position. They have a bunch of running backs on the roster, but they're going to have to replace James Cook and Zamir White. Uh, they're bringing in a freshman, Robinson, uh, who should, uh, you know, he's a huge guy, uh, should be, carry that load a little bit. I, I imagine he'll have, you know, five, 600 rushing yards this year. Uh, and then you have Kenny McIntosh and some other guys coming back at running back receiver. Uh, you have, you know, Mitchell coming back and, and some other guys. So they're going to be good at, at, at wide receiver, but 
tight end. Oh, my gosh, Richard. This team has three or four NFL tight ends, man. Brock, Brock Bowers. Bowers. Yeah. Brock Bowers, man. Best. That's the best tight end I've ever. I mean, he is a mini Gronkowski. I mean, the guy is unreal. If he was able to go pro, he would have been a first-round pick this year. You also have Washington, the huge 6-7 tight end. Then you have the LSU transfer, Eric Gilbert. And then an, a freshman, Oscar Delp. I mean, those four guys are all NFL tight ends. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. And then on the, the offensive line, they do have three or four starters returning. So I think offensively, they're going to be okay. I think defensively is where I'm not going to say they're going to struggle, but uh, I think that's where the trend, you know, it's, there's going to be a little bit of struggle, maybe a little early, losing not only Dan Lanning, but losing you know, seven, eight players off that defense. But you do return a talented guys like Jalen Carter and Keely Ringo. So uh, Keely Ringo went down in Georgia history with that pick six last year against Alabama. Amazing. Um, to seal the national championship. So you have him coming back and you also have Jalen Carter. So look for those two, Richard, uh, to really stand out in the fall for UGA. And I think that Georgia is on a collision course to face Alabama in the SEC championship, but yep. I think it's going to be a little bit harder this year because yeah. South Carolina is better with Spencer Rattler. With Billy Napier coming in, we don't we have no idea what Billy Napier is going to do at Florida. I think he's going to succeed. Florida yep. has got Richardson coming back. So I think some of those games are going to be tough outs for the Dogs. They are. They are. It is going to be tougher this year. Spencer Rattler, I think South Carolina – 10 and 2, something like that. They were really good last year. Could be that team. So you got Kentucky. They also have Will Levis, who a lot of guys are predicting to maybe be a first round draft pick next year for the Kentucky Wildcats. Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee will be better again this year. Uh, so, yes, the SEC East is, is you look up and they're just a little bit better than they have been in years past. And then you have the Bulldogs, who, like you said, Richard, they're probably going to face Alabama in that SEC championship. They could even stumble at 11-1 and one and most likely get to the SEC championship. But Alabama this year, I think they are going to have something to prove. Coming off that loss to UGA, they, they do return Will Anderson on defense and Bryce Young on offense. And, and those guys are top five NFL draft picks, uh, if you ask any scout right now. So um, that's what I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see these guys like Bryce Young and Will Anderson and uh, and Keely Ringo and all these stars. I'm ready to see what they do this year in the SEC now that they're upperclassmen, now that they're the leaders of the football team. So really excited to see what some of these guys do this fall. I think Georgia is still going to be great. They did lose a lot of players on that national championship team. As a Georgia fan, Tyler, mm -hmm. I was just happy they finally beat Alabama and they won the national championship. Because you, Can you imagine mm -hmm. if Jamison Williams does not get hurt – because I, I rewatched that national championship game. Alabama had that vertical threat with Jamison Williams. That game could have easily been in Alabama's favor, even though Alabama had their opportunities, even without Jamison Williams. You hear it from Alabama fans all the time. They're just much better than Georgia, but not necessarily in that game. Georgia seemed to be the better team, especially in the fourth quarter when they imposed their will on Alabama's defensive line. 
Yeah, I mean, there was three or four plays in that ball game that probably decided it. The pick six was huge. The over the top to Mitchell was was a big play. I mean, there was you know three or four plays that decided that ball game. I'm glad that UJ finally won, and you don't have to hear 1980 again. You know, that's really all the other fans used to say, and it, it was just nice for them to finally get over that hump. And some of their fans are out of control. They just gotta simmer down a little bit. It's just it's just one. Calm down. Act like you've been there. I know it's been. Got to remain humble. Look at FSU. 13, 14, 15. They're the best nation. Top two teams in the nation. And then one or two bad years, Jimbo. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Georgia. Not saying that at all. Just saying, you know, once you get there, walk like a champion. And your fans, I think a lot of, there's a lot of Alabama fans who are bad. But there's a lot of good Alabama. I think every fan base has their good fans. They're bad fans and just their fans who like to, you know, just run their mouth. So I just think every fan base has it. And uh, I, I think things can change quick. You know, while you're here, enjoy it because things can change. And I have some Alabama fans who actually are nice as they were giving Georgia a lot of credit. Um, Alabama's going to be back. I was telling some Alabama fans after the national championship, you're getting Bryce Young and Will Anderson back. You're going to be fine. I was looking at the schedule. I'm very interested about the schedule. They played at Texas. I mean, Texas didn't have any players drafted in the NFL, and Steve Sarkeesian had a 4-8 and record. But Texas Mm -hmm. will be back, and that's going to be a very interesting game. I think that the SEC got a little bit better, so those games might be tough. Arkansas is better. Of course, LSU is always tough in Death Valley. Alabama has Mm -hmm. to go there this year. They do get Texas Mm -hmm. A&M at Bama, but Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class. I'm interested to see what Jimbo Fisher has for the Aggies and to see if Texas A&M is even going to be a threat to Alabama in the SEC West. Obviously, they are, but I'm very interested to see how this college football season pans out. Yeah, Tyler, I cannot wait for college football season. Definitely love for you to be back on as a guest again. It was just a a great interview, and and you have a lot of passion for sports, and I really appreciate you being a guest on the podcast. Thank you, Richard. I really appreciate those kind words, man, and uh, keep doing your thing with your podcast, man. You're doing a great thing here, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, yeah, man, just keep keep going, man. You're doing a great job. I appreciate that, Tyler. That was Tyler Crowder, host of a podcast called Kicking It With Crowder. And you can download his podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, definitely a talent and a great interview. And looking forward to having him back on the show for future episodes. Thank you so much, Richard. All right. Thank you once again for listening to the Sports Beat. And don't forget to like and follow my social media as I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.